Hello. Welcome to my life on the Sask Music D-List. I'm Andrea the Narrative, and today I have a very, very special guest joining. And I will have my guest introduce themselves. Hey, hey. Am I live? Right on. This is Amanda Hagel. Uh, I'm an inspirational country artist based out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and it is such a pleasure to be on the show today. Thanks for having me, Andrea. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, you've been in the scene for so long that it's the point where little young persons are like, oh, who's that? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of neat to be able to uh, to connect with you know different fans and, and different generations. I mean, I, I I guess it is it is true to say that I've been at this for quite a number of years now. So um, I can definitely attest to uh, to having a fan base kind of across all uh, ages and and uh, you know walks of life. So that's pretty cool, and it's nice to be able to uh, to offer maybe a little bit of encouragement and uh, and inspiration to the younger. Uh, you know, fans and, and even artists, young artists out there. Exactly. Um, recently, you released a new single, These Roots. Um, I love it. Sounds great. Uh, has a very sassy vibe, but it also has vibes of like high production, like mainstream country music what you'd see on the CMT. Well, that's, that's great feedback. Thanks for that. I'm glad you like the song so much. Um, you know, it's, I'm so privileged and blessed to have such great, uh, you know, industry folk here in the, in the province, especially right in Saskatoon and area uh, to work with. Bart McKay was the producer on the track and uh, he did such a superb job of, uh, you know, bringing my vision to life. And that's really the exciting part as an artist is to be able to take your, your creation to someone like him and uh, all his great musicians and, and people he has connections with, and they just create magic in the studio. So I had such a a great experience. I always do with Bart when I choose specific songs to work with uh, with him. And this one, I think we knocked it out of the park for sure. It definitely elevated, um, you know, the artistry that I've created and the songs that I've created up to this point. And I think we we definitely we we hit this one, you know, perfectly in terms of the the feeling. Uh, you know, the vision came to life and uh, just the meaning and the, the feeling of the song really came through. So I'm real excited about it. And uh, I'm so glad that it's making waves, you know, in Canada and, and across the border into the U.S. and around the world. Definitely. Um, it kind of speaks to a new time in the scene. I found that the pandemic was really a reset for everyone and it gave a chance to kind of think and reflect as well as reinvent themselves as to how they're making music and to what their goals are. Um, how did that affect you and the single These Roots? That's yeah, that's a really good uh, way to kind of, you know, put the last few years. I mean, we definitely did have a lot of time to sit back and, and kind of just take a look at, you know, things that are important to the priorities in life and give us extra time to be obviously a little bit more creative, you know, when you're surrendering to the idea that you don't have a lot of things to do outside of, you know, just your own little space. Um, it just, there's an opportunity there. So, uh, you know, I'm sure many of us, you included, probably took that opportunity and, uh, you know, did reflect on, on the things that we wanted to, to create moving forward. But also there was, for me, there was a little bit of, of a, an essence of, of time spent to, to really reflect on who I am as an artist and uh, where I'm from. And, and you know, reflecting on, on the roots of my upbringing and the roots of being from Saskatchewan and the prairies. Uh, it was a great time for that. And, and the song did come through at that time, which, you know, I, I think that does have something to do with it for sure. I, I slowed down. And I was able to just channel in that that beautiful message that came through. So, um, you know, good things. I was always a silver lining in things that are difficult, right? And, and so I'm a glass half full kind of girl. So I did use that that time and, and it was a great opportunity to create something beautiful. And, 
you know, there were some other things that came out of it too, which I'm hoping to share uh, moving forward into the year and into 2000 or 2024. So excited about that. Sounds good. Outside of that. Yeah. I think as a community, we've really came together more and supported one another because if we didn't, there'd be no music scene to come back to. It was, yeah, it was a difficult time, wasn't it? Um, you know, it really, it makes you reflect on what's, what you appreciate about being in the, in the industry and, and as an artist, you know, just you take for granted certain things, especially live performing and, and connecting to an audience, you know, uh, person to person. That, that really was quite a shock for all of us. Uh, but I think it really helped us to reflect on how important it is to, to be together physically and to connect um, energetically and, you know, heart to heart. That's how I am with my music. And um, so, yeah, it definitely is something moving forward. Every show we get to play, every opportunity you get to connect, uh, I would never take that for granted again. And, and just to savor and enjoy each experience because we don't know how many we have, right? So um, so this this local scene is, is great for that. And I appreciate all the people in this area and, and the communities that we built. Most definitely. Um, I noticed the SCMA award nominees are in, and I noticed you have one of the nominations. So that's super exciting. Really exciting. Always exciting to be, uh, to be nominated, like, right? Yeah. Exactly. I feel like that news just came out in the past 24 hours or so. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they just announced it just recently. So I was able to, to share uh, the post with everybody today, just kind of the formal announcement. And, um, you know, for me, it's the, the thing that drives me in my artistry is obviously not necessarily the, the you know, the, the accolades and things like that. Of course, it's the music, right? The art that I create is, is the main driving force. But when you get recognized for that effort and, uh, you know, that you're representing, uh, you know, in my case, the female artists uh, of Saskatchewan in the country music scene, it's, it's always a great honor. And, uh, I do take, you know, take it seriously in a sense, right? Because I am representing uh, that pool of, of artistry in, in, the, in the female category. So um, hats off to everybody in, 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 the, in the industry and, and country music who, you know, who voted for me and, and you know, believe in what I'm doing. It's, it's an honor for sure. It's definitely a big responsibility too. That's kind of how my thinking's changed. Um, it's more of, like you're representing and you're a light potentially to all these artists coming up. And I agree with you there. You're kind of influencing the next generation of songwriters and country artists in the province. It's true. Uh, I definitely, I definitely do agree with that. Um, it's important to be able to, you know, to kind of walk your walk, you know, walk the, walk the talk or whatever that phrase is. Uh, you know, I've always, I've always been that person, you know, in, in all walks of life. And so, you know, the way I represent the artistry and, and stuff, you know, um, Amanda is just a representation or the extension of, of what's created. And so I, I do consider that to be a, a, a big responsibility. Um, and, you know, if, if I give any advice to any artist out there, it's, you know, make it about the art first and then, you know, Try to try to you know represent the art in the in the highest and most authentic way you can, and you can never go wrong. And success will always find you, whatever that means to you. But um, there's such a satisfaction in living that way and being really real. And and I think people really connect to that nowadays, especially right. I notice that with people when you when you create you know something and and you connect to someone that that fan base really they're genuinely connected you know it's not a superficial thing there's a deeper connection there and, and that's really what I'm after and so yeah that would be something I would definitely want to you know bring forth to all the younger artists is just continue to walk that path and 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 it does take some courage because that doesn't always exactly like when I think country music um I think the definition itself has changed in the past well I'm gonna say since the 90s Definitely, yeah. Now, when you see a video, it looks somewhat like a 1990s rap video, and it's somewhat confusing, but if you look at the roots of the music, came from blues and uh, 
Western music and they have the same foundation. So it kind of makes sense that the visuals kind of cross over. A little bit, yeah. You know, I agree with you with the confusion. You know, I, I wrote a song back in 2018, I think is when I released it, 2017 or 2018, called What Brand of Country Are You? Because I just felt like I didn't know where country music was going at that time. And, you know, I grew up in, in the era where I was really influenced by the country artists of the 90s, right? So it was like the Martina McBrides and the Garth Brookses and yep. the Patti Loveless and Vince Gill, like all these amazing powerhouse artists that still have complete relevance today in the scene, right? Uh, you know, they, they, they're standing the test of time. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the music has evolved now to a point where it is sometimes hard to distinguish the genre itself in terms of what country is defined as. But, you know, I do agree there, there is some continuity with the roots. And, 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 you know, I think the messages do come through to some degree, but we've got a lot of subset categories in the, in the, in the, in the genre now. Right. And, uh, and I guess that's okay. You know, again, like I said before, just, just, you got to stay true to yourself. And if that's what some of these artists are, are all about, I guess that's okay. Um, you know, but there is a, a smorgasbord of, of, uh, styles and, and, you know, different content out there now. So, so yeah, it's, it's sometimes a little tricky to, to, you know, to be a part of that and, and that wave, uh, there's a lot of content being created now. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's so an interesting much. time to be an artist and a musician for sure. It's definitely more accessible. Uh, back in a previous episode, I was talking to Jay Semko about the digital versus analog way of doing things and just how much more accessible technology is made documenting your music and getting it out there than it was back before digital where you were recording on reel to reel and other various analog methods. That has changed a lot. Yeah, it, it definitely has changed the game, especially in the studio, right? I mean, that's, that's you know, live performances are another thing. Um, but yeah, for sure, things have changed. And, you know, so as an artist, you've got to decide uh, what path you're going to take in terms of that creation. You know, for me, it's not something I talk about a lot, but I think it's an important uh, aspect of creation uh, with the music is there is an energy and an essence that's put into it when you create it. So the more you alter it digitally and, and with, you know, automated, you know, programming and things like that, you could potentially lose some of that, that organic kind of natural essence about it, which I think is really a crucial part um, of connecting to people on that deeper level and conveying the messages you want to convey. Um, you know, some might disagree with that, but, uh, you know, I think it's walking that fine line nowadays because some of the technology is amazing. And it's cool and the sounds that are created and, and the different ways we can do things. But uh, there is something about just simple instruments and a simple voice, right, that that I think people still are gravitating towards and still really appreciate. So you got to find your balance for sure. So um, it's an important thing. And, and, you know, again, not to take away from from what's happening now, but uh, but we got to, you know, just got to be mindful of that, I guess. Most definitely. Um, I'm finding myself falling more and more in love with analog. Like when I sit down, do some listening, I'll try and listen to a record version over the CD or the streaming. Can my ear detect the difference per se? Well, mm, debatable, but I feel there's more of a warmth that's lost. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to, to, to put it. You know, it's hard to articulate it. I think that maybe is where the feeling side of it comes in. Um, you know, when you kind of take in music, it's like you're not just taking it in with your ears, right? Um, there's something else that's happening, and it's it's a vibration. It's There's something that you're connected to. Whether you resonate with that or not is kind of another thing. And I think that's why, you know, when you listen to a song sometimes, there are songs where it's just like, oh, man, this is off-putting. Like, I, I can't do it. Um, or the opposite, like you're saying, where all of a sudden you just get drawn in and you can't get enough. Um, and every individual person's going to connect to music differently. That's why, you know, as an artist, you always think to yourself, well, my music's not meant for everybody, 
right? My music is meant for certain people and I just need to surrender to the idea that it will reach those people and I need to, to be okay with that. And, um, you know, hopefully it reaches, it reaches th those that it will reach at some point, whenever that, whenever that is, right. It could be years down the road that somebody finds a song of yours. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, it's interesting now that we're, we're just being bombarded with with the, the shifts and the changes in, in music. And so we kind of have to go back, I think, to maybe not think overthinking it and just feeling it. And that's that's we'll be guided to the to the music that we need to, to listen to and that we love. Right. Um, but I, I find a lot of people are going back to the old stuff nowadays. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Um, I was talking to one of my friends about Dolly Parton and her vast influence on the scene and how like, in her life outside of making music, she's known for doing a lot of good works for the community around her. And like she literally built and stocked a library and is encouraging literacy and that's definitely something that in these after times, as one might say, is important. That's really cool. I didn't know that about her. That's great. Yeah, she has like so many things that she does for the community. Yeah, and that's that's really nice to see. You know, I think any artist you know, in that, in that category of, you know, such a, such a, a vast reach and influence. Um, it's really nice to see that, you know, happening. And I think, you know, we can all do that in whatever capacity we're able to. Um, and I think it, it all, it all begins and Dolly would be one of those people. It all begins with just, you know, living, living from that authentic place and just being yourself and, and standing proud and standing tall. I mean, she's, she's definitely someone that, you know, probably has had a lot of slings and arrows pointed at her over the years, you know, being a, a woman in, in, in the, in the industry way back when if you've ever watched any of her documentaries. I mean, oh, she had to, sure. she had to really fight for her place and uh, represent women in the, in the industry. And it wasn't easy. So, uh, you know, beyond that, it's really cool to see that she's giving back and, and, you know, uh, in that way. And, and that's cool. So, um, yeah, she's, she's a, she's a great lady. I, I love her songwriting. You know, I've always loved, uh, loved listening to her stuff and sing some of her songs and it's great. Exactly. And if you look at like her early life and where she came from, it's just mind boggling and very encouraging to see. It's more than just a rags to riches story. It's, hard work, sacrifice, dedication. That's very true. Yeah, I actually just listened to a, an interview recently. Uh, one of the guys from Big and Rich, I don't know if you know that group, John Rich, he's, a, he's fairly well-known. He was, I think he was on, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of that reality show, but I think Donald Trump was on it. I uh, can't remember what that was. You probably know what I'm talking about though, right? It was one of those, you gotta win. Celebrity there it is. That's, I think he was on that. Anyway, I just remember him from that show and I like his music and stuff. But anyway, one of the things he did mention in this recent interview I saw was, you know, as an independent artist, there are three things that you need to do. And one is obviously have the raw talent and, you know, make sure that you work hard. Right. And then persistence, you know, uh, and have great content. You know, he mentioned that too. make sure that the stuff you put out is good quality. And I think that's that's really something we need to to remember as artists nowadays and as people in, in the industry is there's a lot of content you can create and you can create a lot of it in a hurry, right? With the, the technology that we have, but you know, how much of it is standing out, right? That's the other thing. So um, it's important to, you know, quality over quantity is kind of my attitude. That's how I've kind of, my philosophy, oh, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've always been kind of a DIY approach. Like when I've made records in the past, yeah, I did go to studios and get people to help me. But at the end of the day, if I can't play it live or it just doesn't have a reproduction quality that I can play at, 
say, a small show or a house show, then it's not going out there. Yep. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's good advice. Yeah. Definitely something to consider for sure. And like you said, we were talking about, you know, the technologies nowadays and how you can create all this kind of sonic sound, but yeah, if you can't really create that in a, in a live setting, it's really hard to, to be able to, to, to bring that forth. And it, you might lose that song then potentially on a regular basis to rotate into a set. So I, I, I'm like that too. I definitely consider that when I'm playing for sure. And there's something really cool about going into a studio and recording a song and then be having the opportunity to play it acoustically. It kind of takes it back to its, its origin, which I love, you know, exactly. it's something really cool. Comes yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And, and I think the audiences appreciate the, the contrast, right. When they get to hear both versions kind of almost. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Totally. A uh, big mainstream band metric does a similar approach. If their thing is if they can campfire a song, then it gets on the record. But if you look at their musicianships, like their guitar Shaw is like phenomenal. And their songwriting of Emily Haynes is quite solid. And if you look at her solo works, Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton, it's pretty much raw, bare bones. Her and a baby grand. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. That's that's really a cool approach. They kind of do it almost in an opposite way, right? It's like we strip it down first and then we, we raise it maybe a little bit in the studio, right? That's really neat. I like that. Yep. Um, other artists who are also kind of doing that approach, I've noticed Silverstein has done a lot of acoustic things with some of their tracks. Uh, Silverstein is a Canadian emo core fill-in-the-blank band from the early 2000s when that scene was big. Um, Probably like the 25 to 30-sums will remember that band. It was back in the days where you had the side swooping bangs over a third of your face. (laughs) The skinny (laughs) Skinny jeans. jeans. Nice. Yeah. The spike belts. (laughs) uh, Haircuts that took place in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah. Music does tend to be a pivotal time placer. Yeah, it definitely does. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah, you can definitely see that when you, you look around, especially with each generation that comes up, right? It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I've always just kind of floated on my own little island and just kind of, you know, I, just, I just kind of did my thing. Uh, you know, I, when I released my first record in 2014, I remember talking to Bart, was, Bart McKay was the producer, and I said to him, I just feel like, you know, maybe right now, you know, the 90s kind of country feel isn't is it relevant it's not it's not in the mainstream but i feel like it's going to have a comeback at some point and i think we're starting to see that now right uh, there are certain artists that are breaking yep. out that have that that sound and that style and um so you know it took a little bit longer than i thought it would it's, i guess about 10 years now right because uh you know totally. everything has its season and it all fashion is the same it all comes back around right so we just got to hang yep. in there. I'm seeing early 2000 stuff coming yeah. up. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So it's exciting to see that happening again. And, and again, maybe it's an infusion now. We just, we got all kinds of different things going on, but, uh, but it's fun. It's fun to be a, a creator for sure right now. It's probably the most um, alarming when you see things you wore in like junior high and whatever else coming back into main fashion and you're like no (laughs) why and if you're lucky enough to have a box in your you know in your garage or attic that still has some of that stuff in you're like this is vintage man 
this is great. Totally. Crazy world. You bet. Absolutely. I'm noticing the early 2000s style is starting to come back in music as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So artists like, say, Avril Lavigne, Fall Out Boy, Silverstein, Dixie Chicks, who now go as the right. Chicks. Yep. Yeah, a lot of those bands are, you know, they're still touring and stuff too, which is kind of cool. And, you know, they do well, you know, as far as their fan base is still there, ready to ready to jump in and, and you know, kind of reignite that spark of, of excitement again. So that's nice to see. It's a good balance. And then obviously they bring, you know, the younger, you know, newer up and coming artists with them, which is cool. And uh, it's a nice infusion, I think. I'm seeing a lot of that, which is great. Exactly. Um, I'm also noticing artists are being more conscious, such as Dixie Chicks, for example. Like They've changed their name to reflect the times we're now living in and how rampant racism is no longer acceptable. Yeah, for sure. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, making those statements and, uh, you know... Um you know, shifting, shifting that in, in their own, you know, their own way of thinking and believing. And I, I think, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's nice to see that, that those shifts happening for sure. Um, and again, it all comes back to just living that authentic and expression. And then, you know, if that means you do have to, you know, you have to surrender to some change and, 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 you know, that's important too, for sure. So it's nice to see that. Exactly. Outside of that, um, I've noticed a vast movement more and more towards um, romanticizing the farm and kind of going back to less mainstream factory farming and more highlight on plant-based means, which is also kind of fascinating to see. Yeah, it is. It is. That's I, I've noticed that too. It's, yeah. It's encouraging yep. to see because animals are um, sentient beings and they do deserve respect and care. Absolutely, they do. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I've noticed that too. I, I've noticed that there's been a, a little bit of a shift, you know, just generally in, in, you know, people wanting to simplify their lives as well. But I think getting back a little bit more to the organic way of living um, and there is, there's an element of community in that local, uh, local essence to that. Um, you know, I, I think we were so bombarded for so long by, you know, the consumeristic element of living, right. There was so much coming at us and so many choices. And now it's like, we feel like there's just, there's an emptiness to that. There's no connection, like you're saying to nature and to, to reconnecting to what's really important. I think it really fills us up and makes us really, I know who we are as human beings, which is, you know, it's not just us and them. We're interconnected to everything. And so uh, I love the fact that there's more, you know, draw maybe for people to start growing their own, you know, food. And uh, like you said, connecting to animals and, and really um, enjoying, you know, the, the company of, of, of other uh, living beings. I, I love animals. I mean, I've always had a reverence for them as well. And, and, uh, you know, growing up on a farm, it was really easy to uh, to make that connection. So I love seeing that in the world today. And I think, I hope that it continues to grow. And and even in our part of the world, you know, it's nice to see that. Um, that community is coming back again and that connection and unitedness, you know, that we feel as a community. Uh, it's really important, you know. Exactly. We got so drawn into the, into the technology for so long, especially the last few years. Um, I'm noticing even people's presence on social media and stuff has shifted a bit right? They want to, they want something outside of that. So it's again, coming back to balance, this conversation is kind of going full circle, <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, find your balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very, very true. Yeah, you bet. Um, also in the nominees, I noticed um, for emerging country artists of the year, Andrea Ann. Yeah, Andrea's great. That makes me so happy. She's she's a fantastic gal. I mean, obviously, anybody who kind of follows what I'm doing artistry-wise knows that I worked with Andrea and Jesse and still work with them. 
regularly on a lot of my projects, uh, videography especially. And, and yeah, always really excited to see Andrea kind of taking, you know, her creative path and becoming an artist and putting out music. And so I'm really happy for her that she's been acknowledged in that way. Um, she's, she's a super, exactly. super huge talent, you know, in so many different areas of life. Like she's such a great person. So um, Andrea, if you're listening, totally. love you. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> Also, hello to Tofu and Maichi. Ah, hey, <laughs> cool. Yes. And hello to Jesse. Hello to Jesse. Howdy, howdy. Yes. But yeah, I'm so stoked. Um, she's worked so hard and done so much for the community as well like I can't imagine a scene without Jesse or Andrea in it for sure they've 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 been a huge uh you know asset to the to the industry in recent years you know since they started their business together and um you know they're paving the way for a lot of young artists too and they give them a a way to kind of you know get into the scene you know um, because again, working with people, is an investment. So, you know, they, they definitely have given people a platform, especially young artists to get started, which is awesome. Totally. Not only that, the impact that it has made for the Vietnamese community and various other communities that were underrepresented before Andrea's work was like released is huge big time yeah she really um, she really paved the way there and and uh you know i'm proud of her for doing that too for sure she she represents well you know and uh totally. it's nice to see that in our in our province definitely exactly diversity diverse voices diverse stories yeah, you bet and yeah oh it shows. definitely does yeah through her artistry for sure and and how who she represents yeah absolutely is uh seven still with you <laughs> no <laughs> she didn't venture down here no. she's too lazy <laughs> she stayed upstairs <laughs> she's she's appeared on a few a few podcasts and things over the last few couple of years so so She's, uh, she's, you know, slowly making her way onto the scene. She's, you know, one of those, one of those cats. Love her, love her to death. She has a way of showing up for sure. Who knows? Maybe she will still. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Yeah, ask. yeah. No doubt. Yeah, she's great. They're, they're, I love, just love having animals in the house. They're great, you know, um, especially the last little while, you know, last few years, they're just so, so, so much fun. And they bring you up, you know, encourage everybody doesn't have a pet totally. to consider it if he, if he can, because there's something about their energy and just, you know, they're, they're sent here to, to, to bring unconditional love. And, and I think, you know, every day you need a little bit of that. So <laughs> they're awesome. Yep. Um, during the grand reset, did you pick up any new hobbies or skills? Because a lot of people use that time to try and reinvent themselves. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I, you know, for the most part, it was just kind of um, one of the things I did because I'm a personal trainer by day, right? Like I run my own little business. And so I was actually able to start coaching people online. So that was a new venture, I guess, if you want to say for me, I was kind of forced into it, but I've continued to do that since. Uh, so I do partial one-on-one -on -one in person and then I do online coaching. So that's really cool. Um, so it became Ooh. diverse in business. So now I get to reach people, even if they're not in the country, you know, they sometimes go on holidays and, and go to second homes and stuff. So I get to see them there, which is really cool. So that was a really neat, uh, you know, addition to, to being a, an entrepreneur, being your own boss. Um, there's so many possibilities. That's why technology is, it can be so great if we use it in the right way. Right. And so again, balance, right. Oh, for um, sure. I still love being with people, but that was really cool. Uh, other than that, I think it was more just, uh, you know, just writing and, and noodling around with some new cover songs I'm working on and uh, I've worked on and, and so we're hoping to record this year as well, put some more of those out. Um, 
Yeah, it's exciting, you know, and it's fun. And and I, I was grateful for the time for sure. But, you know, also really grateful to get back to connection again with people. So um, I, I prefer definitely. the latter. I definitely, definitely love being around people. I like having <laughs> my own time, but again, not too much. <laughs> when I think virtual training, I think uh, 1984. Oh, yeah. I think the telescreen <laughs> and Winston. <laughs> Smith, blah, 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 right. blah. I can touch my toes. <laughs> That's exactly what goes through my yeah, head. It's not quite like that with me, but, you know, I, I would just say it. <laughs> <laughs> but crazy how true that book is to how the world looks yeah, now. No doubt. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more sci-fi is science facts yeah i agree yeah a lot of the stuff you see sometimes it's like kind of look at it and go whoa that came out when and what's happening right now exactly yeah, i see a lot of parallels for sure and so it's interesting when you watch something new now you think oh what's going on here you know <laughs> kind of makes you think a little different about it yep. just entertainment you know um that's very important to consider nowadays because yeah so much crazy stuff going on and uh you know it's it's interesting that the tells i guess i don't know how to put that but you know, some of the things that maybe are revealed through through cinema. Uh, quite fascinating. Definitely. I think any day now, Jurassic Park. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to find out about an island somewhere, hey? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. you never know. Well, if you look into it, science is very close. Yeah, it's interesting. And we only get to know um, so much. That's what I always think, too, right? Um, there's so much that probably goes on that we don't really ever get to hear about. And so... It's, it's nice to have that open mind just to, to the possibilities of anything, right? Who knows? That's exactly. a, it's a, it's a, life's an adventure. It's exciting. And uh, let's just see where it takes us, you know? Uh, it'd be really cool to kind of yep. get that experience at some point. See the dinosaurs for real. <laughs> exactly. Well, they got very, very close with genetically engineering chickens. Wow. This is a study. It's widely accessible on the net. Um, they turned on and off certain genes. So they gave these chickens long tails, wow. uh, sharp teeth, and arms instead of wings. Whoa, that's crazy stuff. So basically, those small, like, little dinosaurs that had herds in the second right, film. yeah. That's basically what I'm envisioning Jeez, wow. when I think of these dino chickens. <laughs> dino chickens. Man, I grew up with chickens, and I don't know if I'd want chickens like that on the farm, I tell you. <laughs> I'd be a little crazy. I grew up in the city, so I have no idea. <laughs> chickens can get, roosters can I'm get sure crazy. They're... I mean, they can get crazy at times, so I can only imagine what that kind of a, a modified chicken would, would behave like. Wow. <laughs> Probably oh, frightening. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy, though, what's going on. You know, the, the technology and the, the invention and the science is always evolving. Um, and that's where I think, you know, with music, too, I think there's going to be something that happens, too, in, in the organic sense, as we're talking about, right? Uh, I've considered even uh, looking into frequencies and, and recording music in a certain resonance um, because we did have an alteration to the frequency that the music was uh, uh, set to. Um, I can't remember what year that was or what era that was, not too long ago. Um, and it would be nice. I yeah, mean, was it 440 to 432? 60s, 70s? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I Somewhere around I think it was, then. I think you're right. And so I've, I've seen a few people now dabbling in that. Um, there was a song, I, my husband actually just told me this the other day, John Lennon's All You Need Is Love. Now, I might be wrong on this, but I believe that he said he heard that song was recorded in in, in the the more organic natural frequency. Of uh, I think it's is it 442 or 432? Now I'm getting them mixed up again. But um, I think it's 32, 32. But I might be confused. Yeah, so we're wrong. at 440, and and we need to go back to that 432. I think he might be right with that. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. I mean, he was obviously a, a highly influential guy, and you could tell where his music came from for sure. Um, so it's interesting, totally. you know, to pick up on, I think Prince was another one that had some music 
that was in that kind of resonance. So um, anyway, I'd love to dabble in that someday. I think that would be really cool to, to put out a few songs that are in that kind of frequency to see how people would respond. I mean, can't go wrong with that kind of stuff, right? I think it's all healing and it's all, you know, amazing and beautiful. And again, it aligns with that whole organic way of living. I think, you know, technology is great, like I said, but we got to find that balance. So that and the idea of binaural beats is also something that's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've listened to a few. Have you, have you listened to quite a few of those? Yeah. Some, yeah. Apparently, they're supposed to bring you into like an out-of-body kind of astral state. I believe they can, for sure. Absolutely. And there's so many accessible nowadays. Yeah. I've actually heard of, of one lady. She actually used the beats to um, alter the, the, the water that she was drinking. And so there's some, there's been studies on water and, and its properties, but she was able to heal, I think, was it her thyroid or something like that? Anyway, I, I remember listening to, to that podcast or that, that conversation. It was fascinating to me that she was able to, every day she'd put the speaker near the, the jug of water that she had and the water would pick up those properties, those vibrations, and she'd drink it. And, and she went to back to the doctor a few months later and yeah, her thyroid was good to go. So, and it was a specific one geared, I think, towards the thyroid. So anyway, there's lots of different, uh, converse, you know, uh, subsets of binaural beats, but that was one that I remember hearing about that I was super fascinated with. I thought, oh, this is amazing exactly. stuff. Like, wow. You know, and it's accessible and it's free and there it is, right? Totally. The amount of time you can spend in an internet black hole of knowledge is incredible yeah, there's, there's a lot of information out there isn't there wow oh <laughs> uh, it's exciting though because you think at, a, at one time that a lot of that information wasn't accessible or it was being suppressed right so exactly. i think now we're, we're living in an age where uh there's not a lot of limitation we just have to kind of again i'm all about following the heart right so you know uh, just putting it out there what you're wanting to bring to you and, and just allowing yourself to be guided to that i mean i found the craziest stuff online you probably have too it's like, how did that even show up today? Yep. And there it is. And it's like the perfect message I needed to hear or the thing that I needed to follow. Like exactly. it's amazing. Right. And, and, and making music's the same way, like the inspiration for ideas for songs and melodies and things like that. So, and even the people that show up, you know, in your life to help you with the music, it's cool. It's a really cool uh, experience to once you get in the flow of that. Yeah. So it's, it's for really sure. cool. Um, I've always believed strongly in plants and the power of said plant. Yeah. Um, since you're kind of in the nutrition exercise world, you've probably come across a lot of this stuff about mushroom medicine as well. Yeah. And how powerful they are and how holistic. There's, yeah, and there's lots of people who are now, you know, dedicating a lot of their work, and they're easy to find, those people. I've listened to a few people talk about, you know, their studies with, with mushrooms and other herbs, and um, just almost like we're bringing back some some ancient knowledge again, right? Because at one point, that was like, exactly. that was medicine. That was it, you know? And so we've, we've, we've lost that um, in the Western culture, especially. So it's neat to see, you know, that kind of stuff coming into the mainstream again, and, and we have complete exploration of that now where we can we can just go down those like you said those rabbit holes and and start to discover that yep um i really think that's going to be the future of of our healthcare. uh you know maybe not in the immediate future but i feel like a lot of people are searching for you know a higher level of wellness and health um i see it in my own my own realm you know um you know it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results and so we've been doing yeah. certain things a certain way health-wise in our culture for so long, but yet are we any happier or healthier or have more longevity? Like, are we seeing that change? I don't know, right? Uh, some would argue, yeah, we're living longer. Yeah, but are we living healthier and happier? I don't know, right? So to me, it's like we've got to go back, I think, to those ancient, uh, that ancient wisdom that was always there. Right. So I agree with Definitely. you completely. It's, it's exciting to consider that that could be what we see in the future and, and we have access to it now. That's even more exciting. So, you know. Definitely. Oh, I, now I'm noticing a lot more um, medical research being done with psychedelic mushrooms and things like ayahuasca. Oh, wow. Okay. 
and other such uh, substances, and it's proving very beneficial for patients with untreatable depression, uh, PTSD, um, bipolar, chronic insomnia. Fabulous. Wow. um, And so many other things that it just kind of resets the neuro connections. Um, I'm noticing a lot of studies are talking about addiction and ayahuasca being a way to help opioid addicted patients. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a little bit about about that. And it's, it's like a there's certain parts of the world you can go and and participate. It's kind of like a ceremony, right? From what I understand. Yeah, yeah, and it's a certain plant-based... What part like of the world is it? South America? Shamanic. Do they have it primarily, or is it somewhere else? I want to say South America, like jungle Yeah, I think you're right. Like hot yeah. weather. Yeah, I've heard of people going and talking about their experiences. I mean, obviously, you'd want to be guided with a professional. You know, I'm sure that's how it all, it's all set up. But um, I think there, there's a lot of, of a premise to that. And again, it's an ancient wisdom. It's an ancient thing that's been done for, for eons, right? Um, exactly. So that's encouraging to know that, you know, when people, people are looking and searching for those healing modalities, they can find them. And there's so many great ones out there now. Um, and I just feel like, again, if you're, you're just open to asking for that guidance and help and just allowing, you know, that, that heart centered guidance to guide you. I, I really think there's a solution to everything and it's always within us first. And then, you know, we get led where we need to go. Uh, so that's yep. encouraging to hear that. And it's neat to read about that and, and learn about that kind of stuff. Um, I've always been fascinated with that. You know, uh, I've probably just grown up on the farm, you know, I'm around nature all the time. So it's nice, <laughs> you know, to be able to, you know, to see that and, and to, to, to get some, you know, some, in, some inside scoops from professionals and people all around the world that are just brave enough to start talking about this stuff now and putting it out there, right? That's really cool. Exactly. I think a big step towards that would be back in 2016 or whenever it was when cannabis consumption became mainstream and became legalized in Canada and recreationally in some American states. I think that was kind of the turning point when we started to think, okay, these things do have some properties. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I'd heard once that uh, that the cannabis plant was was kind of, you know, brought here from whatever means, wherever it was, whatever realm it came from, to help to heal the physical body. And and I, as soon as I heard that, I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, I totally. think these things are brought to us sometimes and we just, again, if you use them, the sense of balance and, and responsibility, it's perfect because you can. And I, I've heard of so many people having such amazing benefits of, you know, managing, from managing chronic pain to helping with sleep to, to just, you know, being able to come over some of those mental um, uh, challenges and stuff. And so, again, it's, it's great. And it's nice that we have that access now. And uh, we're slowly be, becoming more, a little less stigmatized to it because I think it got a bad rap for so long. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. And that's shifting now, which is nice. And uh, again, these are all things that we have access to. So whatever works for you and, and, you know, it's important to kind of consider we've got options now, which is nice, but we do have to take some responsibility yep. for, for our health and for our own well-being to some degree. Right. Um, you know, I had, I always remember, you know, when I was growing up, you know, if there was something going on, well, if it got real bad, you just, you know, my parents and my grandparents, you just, you, you go to your, your doctor and that's great. And they give you the the diagnosis, but nowadays it's almost like we're, we're becoming our own our own doctors in a sense that we're doing the research and we're we're t- in, getting in, in, mm-hmm. in touch with our intuition and we're starting to sort things out because really every sector is only one piece of the puzzle. And sometimes you know um, the people that that you know we get advisement from in the medical world they're not necessarily always have the answers for us. Is what I'm trying to say. You know so. It's important for us to to consider that we have that that power and that control. I encourage my clients to always consider that for themselves as well. Now, right? You have the answers within you. You just have to to, to tap into that. You know. 
Yep. Wow, we've covered a fair deal here. <laughs> well, that was cool. I didn't know we were going to go in that direction with all these different topics. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thanks again yeah, for coming thank you. on. Yeah, my pleasure. It was a great convo. It was great to chat with you. And, uh, you know, it's nice that you're, like I said, you have a platform for for artists in, in our, our sector to, to, you know, just have a, a chance to speak, speak about their art and whatever else. This is great. Exactly. Um, you have been listening to an episode of My Life on the Sask Music D-List. 